Kennedy. OMG, hi, Phil. OMG, how are you? <laughs> what's good, everybody? Yeah, what's good, everybody? What's good, everybody? Uh, I'm Corey Kingston. This is the Drum Brigade Podcast. Over there in his neck of the woods, still doing this thing separate, but good news, he says he wants to come back in studio. I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do with Phil back in studio. Probably throw a party and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's the one, it's the only, fantastic, filthy, funky Phil Pardell. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. How you doing, Phil? I'm good. Everything How are good? you? Oh, oh, good. Good. You know. Um, happy to be here, really. I mean, you can tell. You can hear it in my voice. Happy to be here. Um, we going live yet? We're live at the moment, yeah. Oh, well, we're, oh, there we are. Okay, I need to get on this. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, yo, Matt, <laughs> people already piping up. <laughs> In Thanks. here, Thanks, Matt. saying that that Matt Matt was privileged to hear the um, shuffle and bang LP, and he is right; it is fire. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Um, so, hey, Phil, can you make your screens like not not? Um, can you make them like? Can you make us equal pictures so they're not just looking at my ugly face? Oh, but you're so much cooler than me, though. No, 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 no. All right, guys. So anyways, it's the Drum Brigade podcast. We're just talking like like we got nothing better to do. <laughs> um, we're still getting we're still getting the bugs worked out. OK, but this is going to be a hot show. Hot like fire. OK. All right. You guys ready? All right. Let's go. All right. Uh, Drum Brigade podcast. This is episode 88, I believe. Right, Phil? I think Last so. week was 87, so this is 88. Yeah, I forget. Um, and, uh, yo, Lewis, we shouted you out on the album, too. And, and AK and everybody that helped with, uh, with the Shuffle and Bang album. I'm talking about... This is why, Phil, I get sidetracked with, the, with this chat room and I need to, like, preface the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, we got a fantastic show planned for you guys today. Um, before we get started, I just want to tell you guys a little bit about our Patreon, our lessons, our merch, all that stuff. Um, if you get a chance, um, just go to www.drumbrigade.com. It has all the info, info that you um, would like on that. <laughs> um, we have a Patreon too. We have exclusive content that we put up each week on Patreon. So you guys that are not taking advantage of Patreon... It's literally as much as a cup of coffee a month. One cup of coffee a month, and you get exclusive content. You get exclusive lesson stuff. Phil bust, busted out a lesson with like all these different different permutations of a paradiddle groove with different kick drum permutations. It's dope, and you guys could watch it if you join the Patreon. I just posted an hour long podcast about how I started Drum Brigade and our influences and all that stuff. You guys can watch it or listen to it for just one cup of coffee, one less cup of coffee at Starbucks. Um, so go and take advantage of that, please. It'll, it'll help us out. It'll help us keep the lights on here in the beat locker and all that stuff. Um, if you guys 
could. Oh, there's also some other, there's like an exclusive soapbox. One of the best soapboxes ever about the guy that I almost punched in the face that comes to Eddie V's. <laughs> there's an exclusive, there's an exclusive soapbox on there. That's one of the best soapboxes I've ever had. And I was like legit mad all on, all on Patreon. So, um, go ahead and, and hook that up. Um, we have lessons today is beach brigade, Phil. So I'm doing my lessons at the beach in Oceanside. Um, there's just an Oceanside tent that's set up right by the pier. If you want, go check it out. Go hang out. What was that? What was that? Um, clapping? Oh, thanks. Thanks, Phil. Thanks. It's, it's kind of weird on, on, on uh, Zoom because we, um, like, it gets cut out, you know? So, um, yeah. Beach Brigade today. Phil also does lessons. You can sign up for lessons um, on drumbrigade.com. There's a whole lesson section. And uh, yeah, you can get get what you want. Uh, merch. We have a dope, the dopest merch in the business. People are always surprised when they go to our merch store um, on Teespring. And they're like, wait, I thought you just had like a design. We're like, no, we have like every design in every color and every size. And we have like different options. Like you can get this, this design. It's the squadron T our, our basic logo. You can get that on a mug or a phone case or a face mask or, um, I made some, what are those things called that cover your neck and your face? Now those were just released. It's like, a, I don't know. It's like what bikers wear. <laughs> um, Anyways, yeah, we could, we could get those. Um, we, those are just newly released on the Drum Brigade merch store. Dog sweaters, all kinds of stuff, hoodies. So check out our merch store, all that stuff. Use a contact form for um, listener questions or just DM us on Instagram and um, we'll, we'll ask your question on the air. Um, all right, make sure you guys like, subscribe, follow, do all that stuff. Um, it really helps us out. I can't tell you that enough. And go on the Patreon. You guys won't be disappointed. All right, let's get into it, Funky Phil. Yeah. Shout out to you guys in the chat room, watching live on Instagram. I have not um, uh, almost punched a guy. Not really. <laughs> someone's asking if Phil has ever almost punched a guy in the face. Yes, I believe that's true. You were in prison, Phil. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, everybody that's watching on Instagram, man, feel free to just pipe up, ask some questions, hang out with us for the day. We're going to, we're going to jump off for a little bit and then we're going to come back on at noon with Jonathan Barber. So, um, yeah. And that's where we really would love for you guys to ask questions, do it live. It's going to be like dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Funky Phil. We're two shows into our new season now. Woo. How, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I had yeah. to um I had to change an audio setting that I messed up when we f first started, so the beginning of the episode might be weird. <laughs> Nobody care about that, Phil. But yeah, I'm good. It's not as hot this <laughs> week. It's not as hot. So you're not you don't need coffee? Well, I always need coffee, but oh. <laughs> um yeah, it is not that hot. It is glorious right now, man. A little bit overcast. It's just exactly what I it's a perfect perfect weather to go on a bike ride man yeah i don't have a bike yeah. oh man you know i'm into it phil tour yeah. de france is happening right now it's actually a day off today did lance I'm armstrong win? no lance armstrong is banned from cycling for life 
or like from 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 grand tours from like races and stuff so but he's coming him, on the show right he's coming on our podcast next week just kidding um i don't know man he's a he's he's the pretty strong personality and an alpha male dude if i've ever seen an alpha male like if you listen to his podcast he's the boss don't get like twisted. a wuss See, and, it, yeah. <laughs> and see, like, the thing is, I'm the boss of this podcast. Maybe you're the boss. I don't know. But I can't have Lance Armstrong just being like, that was a stupid question. I refuse to answer that because then I'll just crumble under the pressure. And all I'll do is talk about biking, dude. I can't do that. Um, What's new, Funky Phil? What did you do this week? Um, well, should I do the thing? I'll do the thing. Oh, you're happy about something. Phil's happy. Yeah. This is Phil's favorite segment brought to you by Drum Brigade. All right, go ahead, Phil. It was a good week this week. It was a good week. <laughs> Wait, are you sad? No, I'm happy. It, was, uh, it wasn't as hot, which I already said. Um, but I also did stucco <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. I spent the whole day putting stucco on my walls, uh, which is new to me. I'm not a construction man, but I'm, work- I'm always work- I'm working on it. You know, aren't you though? You're straight building a, a freaking studio. Working on it. I'm always you're working on that thing. For- Hold on. You're a gardener. You're a baker. Sometimes. You're a dad, you're a drummer, you're a teacher. <laughs> but now you're a construction worker, stucco man? I'm working on it. Yeah, we did the first coat. You got to do three coats, I guess. The first one's called Who a scratch that? coat. I don't know that. Scratch coat first. <laughs> and it's basically cement. I'm basically covering my house with cement. Which is cool, because it'll be um, more sound isolated, but also more fire resistant. So I'm yeah, happy that's about good this. to live in Fallbrook. Yeah, I'm actually worried, man. Fallbrook could completely burn down. It could. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, we did stucco. I also had a rehearsal where I played drums. I bopped on things with sticks. Yes. Yeah, that was nice. It was nice. Um, but oh boy. Oh my gosh. This is, you've become me. You've no, just, no. it's Corey Soapbox, but now it's Phil Needs Coffee. I need more coffee. Um, so I had <laughs> rehearsal where I got to pop on things with sticks and hang out with wonderful people. But uh, I'm still playing songs I hate, man. I know. I thought like maybe going back into it, it'd be it'd, I'd be rejuvenated and like when you hear that dope. And and no, it's still I hate it still. I hate that song and a lot of other songs. Um I don't mean basically is the word. Yeah. (laughs) It was fun. I had fun rehearsing and playing and it was great to see humans and play drums. But uh I don't miss those songs. You and me both, man. You and me both. I gotta get Um, some I gotta get some other music stuff going on in my life, I think. Yeah, this is what I've been saying, Phil. 
This is what I've been saying. Yeah. Um, so I also had a rehearsal and I also had a gig, my first gig back, ladies and gentlemen. First gig back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hi, Christy. Hi. <laughs> uh, so played a rehearsal Wednesday night. Like literally only played a couple. We played like five songs and the rest was just hanging out and making jokes. And like, dude, it felt wonderful. Nice. Just being in a room with musicians, hearing bass. Oh. <laughs> Someone in the chat room says, you want to punch Uptown Funk in the face. <laughs> I, I do. I would very, punch that. Very true. I would punch that song in the face so hard if I could. <laughs> There's a few for me that... It, that's definitely one, but like there's some others. I can't think of them offhand, but if I ever have to play like uh, Sweet Caroline, I will punch anyone that's around me in the face, dude. And then the people that you're playing it for, it's like that adds to the annoy, annoyment factor. The annoyance factor. <laughs> Dude, I hate that song. Yeah. And the people that are just like, like, Sweet Caroline, nah, 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 so good, so good. Those people that are just like, like cheering at the top of their lungs, so good, so good. Mm -hmm. Get away from me and don't ever come back. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> just go. Don't talk. Gosh. <laughs> Those are the guys that come up to you as soon as you're done. And tell you, no, 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 we need you guys to keep playing. Well, we've paid for this. We need you to keep playing. No, you need to shut up and go walk away. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, I played a gig. Uh, then, then I played a gig on Saturday. And it was dope because it was a morning gig. So it was like... Yeah, you got I paid to... money to play drums this week? Yes, yes. Oh. Bro, it was... I don't even... I'm, I'm kind of different than you. Yeah. No, I know. I feel it too. Yeah. Sorry, you deserve a big applause for that one. <laughs> Christy, Christy, me, Christy's known me in the chat room. She's known me for a long time, like knew me when I was married to my ex-wife and all that. You obviously have never listened to this show, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is not, it's not a hostile show. It's very positive, but like I have a soapbox on here that I just go off on rant on stuff, you know, and, and, you don't understand how it is, all right, Christy? Yeah, we're not even when you're in, a musician. We're not even in your soapbox yet. Yeah, we're not even in the soapbox yet. We haven't even gotten there yet. It's coming, <laughs> Phil. I do got a soapbox today. Um I played this gig and it was with like all the, the dudes. Like it was with all the it was like all the guys I normally used to play with. Kevin Freebie. Freebs? And Anthony Smith. Oh man. Been on Anthony's been on the show. Um you know, we had horns like, yeah, Drea. Wow. So good, man. It's so good. It was like a, a corporate gig, you know, private thing. We played like on a balcony in like a housing tract, like apartment condos or something. Whoa. So we were away from everybody and we, it felt so nice, dude. It felt so nice. Like all of us kept turning around like, man, you guys sound great. It's like... Yeah, it's been a while. I didn't know if I could actually still do this. But, dude, I was loading my drums, packing my drums 
And I'm like putting stuff in the wrong cases. I'm putting like, I'm messing stuff up. I'm like stressing out that I don't have like everything that I need. I'm like, I used to do this like every day. And now I'm like, wait, how do I wait? Okay, wait, this goes in this one. And this goes in this one. And do I have everything? Oh God, dude, do I have? And, and like, I'm messing stuff up. It made it happen. I had everything that I needed. Thank goodness. Nice. I forgot. I forgot true tones, like my gels. No, so for I, real? Like, yeah. yeah it, like I put my, I put my phone on my, my snare because I didn't have any gels. And so, you know what though? Those Aquarian heads, man, let me tell you, yeah. you don't need gels. They sound good. Your drums just, you got the combo of Masters of Maple drums and Aquarian drum heads. You just, uh, you got a good sound there, buddy. I need to get a dinger for you. <laughs> Ding. Yeah, yeah. You got a good combo right there. Um, I'm sure Vessel drums sound okay. I'm sure they sound all right. But Masters of Maple, though, I mean, just come on. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, man, it was good. It was, it was nice playing the gig. It was really, really, really nice. And there was like very limited, it was very low, like, uh, I don't want to play this song. Wait, it was did, like a lot of just like, yeah, sure, let's play it. Did you play Everybody it? was happy. Did you play Sweet huh? Caroline? No, 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 no. Damn. We had to learn some new songs though. Like, I'm not singing it. You're going to just take my freaking clip. And <laughs> Yeah, I, I sang last week in my soapbox, and now it's a clip in the show. <laughs> I've got it forever. We did a Demi Lovato song. I'm sorry, I guess. Not sorry, not sorry. I've never heard that song before, but I had to learn it. Don't Normally, when it. I have those songs, I just write a chart for it and then don't have to listen to it. This one, I didn't. I just played it. Nice. And then, um, we had some other songs that we had to learn. It was a fun gig, though, man. I don't even care. But I will agree with you, Phil, on um, <laughs> that wasn't real. Dude, that wasn't real singing. I was mimicking. You have to listen to last week's show. The soapbox. <laughs> the last week's show, I was on a soapbox about singers that can't sing, but they go into the studio and then they come out because the studio engineer fixes their voice and makes them sound great. And then they leave going, yeah, I'm a singer. But meanwhile, they sound like, Phil, can you play the... Yeah. And that's in a different key than the actual song. So just go ahead and put that, you know, in your mind. Um, and I, that was literally my session a few weeks ago. Um, another thing that I did this week too, yesterday, uh, had a had like a, my own little session in here with um, Steve Haney. He's a percussionist in my band. Um, and he's the percussionist for Jungle Fire. He was also a guest on the show. Played at the White House. Uh-huh. Played for Obama. He played um, with Stevie Wonder. Played with Stevie Wonder. I think he played with Stevie Wonder at the White House. That's how crazy this fool is. Uh, his band is called Jungle Fire. And he also has a thing called Vision Collage. And he he makes like collages with like album artwork and stuff. It's super dope, dude. That's one of super my favorite dope. things on the social media. It's one of the only things that I like that I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he came in yesterday. We did um like we recorded a video and some stuff for Shuffle and Bang. That was really dope. Um so yeah man, doing some musical stuff again. Doing some musical stuff again this week. Who knows what this week will bring, but last week 
I feel fulfilled. I played a gig, I had a rehearsal, I did a session. Um, I do have a semi soapbox. I don't know if I should get on this because I'm worried this might get me in trouble. Uh oh, do it. Let's go. trying to hear that right now i have two soapboxes this is one um dude if these guys are listening i'm really sorry i'm really sorry and i'm not going to mention names i'm not going to like we're not going to get into that but let's just say these guys have they're they're pretty known musicians in a certain genre of music that's all i'm going to say okay they're well they're in a well-known band they're in well-known bands they're they're established musicians all that jazz I wasn't going to get on this soapbox, but I can't help it. Uh, so a few weeks ago, I did um, I tracked drums here at my studio and um, recorded recorded the drums, videoed for like one of these COVID video things, you know. These guys paid me like below my session rate, but I did it at my own studio, so it was cool. Um, so I did did my session, sent them the stuff. They were like pumped. Like, yeah, dude, that sounds great. It's like better than we thought, you know, it's better. It came out, the drums just sound amazing. And I like really try to do it justice. Like I tuned the drums to sound like the, the, the cover that we were doing came out really good, really, really good. And it was like professional. Like it was like, they hit me up. I did it within the next two days or so. Like, nice. Yeah. I'll get to it on Saturday. And this was like Thursday recorded it, sent them the stuff. There it is. Boom. So it's been months now and they haven't released it. So they hit me up. One of the guys hits me up, which I, I know I'm actually friends with. I know really well. And, and but it, it, I felt like I was put in a position to where I had to kind of be a little bit of a jerk to this guy. And I don't like doing that, but don't put me in this position. Then you won't get on the soapbox segment of my show. Okay. I'm getting worked up now, Phil. <laughs> Uh, these guys hit me up and they go, Hey man, would you be able to come to orange County for a freaking shoot? Like a, like a photo shoot. And so I'm like a photo shoot. So maybe they're doing some promo for this video. Maybe it's more like involved than I thought. Hmm. So they're like, I go, Oh, okay. Well, I have some things going on Sunday, but I might be able to make it out like later. And then they're like, yeah, it, they just want like similar lighting. Everybody's going to track their stuff separately, but they want to... And I'm like, wait, track their stuff? And he's like, yeah, they want the same light and they want it in the same room. And so I go, what do you mean? I go, I thought I already did it. And then he's like, well, you know, the audio came out great. And he sent me the audio. And then he's like, the audio came out great, but, you know, they want the video to look good. So like, dude, my video is not bad. My video, You've seen my video stuff my video work. Okay. And you can edit if they have a freaking guy that knows what he's doing, he can edit it to make it work. The whole point of doing a COVID video is to make it seem like everybody film their stuff in their own location and you put it together. And I, I don't know how these guys are doing it, but that's what they hired me for. Right. And I feel like I went above and beyond with giving them 4k video and recording my stuff like legitimately. So they're like, well, no, they want you to come out here and like, if you can make it, it would be cool. But if you can't, we understand. So I'm like, okay, um, well, 
uh, it sounds okay. Like maybe like if I thought it was just a photo shoot, but I go, he's like, well, no, it's a studio in Orange County. And I'm like, oh, so I go, so they want me to retract the drums. And I go, okay. So, uh, he's like, no, it's video. Okay. Well, I thought I already gave you video. Well, no, they want it to look the same. Okay, cool. Well, um, yeah, I guess like what, what's up with the studio? So now I'm already kind of like, nah, I don't know if I want to do this. They pay me I go, is there, is there, I go, is there drums there? He's like, uh, no, you'll have to bring your own drums. I'm like, so I basically have to break down my studio, like break down my lesson setup, fully mic drums, fully everything. I have to break everything down, load it up in the car and go out there. And I go, dude, that's a lot of work, man. That's like pretty involved for me to do. I mean, especially since I already gave you video, um, is there compensation like involved in this? Like, like what is this, this session going to pay? Cause yeah, sorry, man, there's no budget for this. And so I go, well, then there's no freaking me going down there. <gasps> That's crazy. Yeah. I go, I go. So I'm like, no, uh, well I go, well, dude, That's like asking for a lot more than they initially asked for. Yeah, I already, I already, and dude, they didn't even pay me what my, what my rate was, you know, it was like a favor for a friend. So I, that put me in a position to where I'm like, um, you know, I'm like, okay, uh, let me think about this. Like Sunday where I don't typically take gigs because I I'm spending Sunday with my wife and now you want me to break down my studio. You want me to drive to orange County and I'm not talking San Clemente here. I'm talking like in Orange County, so at least an hour away, probably more. You know, you want me to, and then there's no, like, there's no compensation. And so I'm like, I go, honestly, man, no. I go, yeah, I, I, I don't know about that. I'm like, and he's like, yeah, sorry, man, there's nothing there. Yeah, no, they just were wondering if you can do it. So then this is where my soapbox comes in, where I feel like they were trying to push me to be like, all right, I'll just do it. And so he goes, yeah, man, well, you know, if you can't do it, it's all good. We can just have the drummer from this band who's like, sorry, but sorry, he's not on the level, dude. Like, I'm not saying he's not on my level, but I wouldn't want this guy representing what I laid down. So he's like, we can just have him jump in and fill in for you on video, playing along to what I tracked. Hmm. I'm not down with that. Yeah, that's weird. Does that make sense? Does that make sense what I'm saying? I tracked the drums, recorded the drums. They sound amazing. I'll send you the track after this, Phil. Yeah. And then they want some other dude that is like a punk rock drummer to track to my stuff. I'm not into that. So I said, I literally said, hey, man, that's that's kind of lame that you would have somebody, some other dude like track to my stuff or video to my stuff. I'm not really into that. And I said, but you know, honestly, man, I can't do it for free. I said, session work is my livelihood. So he's like, well, what would, what would it cost me to have you come down? So I'm like, okay, so what are you trying to just push me into doing this for free? Now you're asking like what it would cost you. Hmm. So I told him my session rate, I go, this is my normal session rate and it's two hour minimum. And he's like, he didn't respond. So, and so I'm guessing that some other dude is going to be on video playing drums to my stuff. That's awkward. I'm not into I'm not into that, dude. That's that's pretty lame. That's pretty lame, dude. And that's like that shows like that shows how people are, but that shows like the caliber of musicians that we're talking about here. Wait, so they're gonna get rid of your track and this other drummer is gonna try to do what you no. did. 
No, no they're, they're going to keep your track, keep... and then this and dude's going to pretend he's you yes. for the video. For that's, the video. That's pretty weird. It's freaking stupid, dude. I feel like it would make more sense to just get rid of your track and replace it with this other dude who's down to do it for free. I mean, yeah, do I that. Mean, it would be a bad choice, but... No, go for it. Do it. <laughs> like, that's just weird. I was like pretty irritated. I was pretty irritated. Like you can't you can't come up with like I mean, look, times are tough. I get it. But don't a- don't ask me for that. I already did what you wanted. You paid me like a little bit of money to do what I did here, and I I yeah. feel like I already did it. So and then he's like, "Well, maybe we can just like Maybe we could just like make your, you know, we can just fix your video to to look like right. So that that might be what they did, but I'm guessing that's not what they did. They probably just had their dude come in and do it for free, and yeah. pretend pretend to have good time, you yeah. know, and the right sounding drums. James said and the whole what? scenario sounds sketchy. Yeah, it was. It is. You, I mean, dude, it's like, who are what? Like what? What kind of world are you living in? Do you guys work for free? This dude that I know that I'm talking about literally does the same work. Like he he does he does like his whole world is studio stuff, and he yeah. gets paid really good money to do it. You're gonna do that for free? Mm. I, I don't think so. Diesel, like if it was Diesel Drum Tucker says uh, he's recommending. He was like saying, "Why not two kits? Uh, use your masters as a studio kit and have a separate kit for live." Well, yeah, if you want to get me like another master's kit, that would be great. In a perfect world, I would love to have two master's kits. That's my plan. Yeah, that'd be I don't cool. have two master's kits. So I had to break down my drums anyway for my gig. So I have like another kit in place for my um, lesson stuff. Here, look. Oh boy. 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 See? Oh, yeah. Okay. You got your no symbols because I'm taking them. T- Taking them to Beach Brigade today, so no symbols today. But um, uh, anyways, yeah, I just set up a lesson kit for for now and have my other kit in cases right there. There's a big old stack of them. Uh, anyways, man, it was pretty irritating. Irrit- yeah, and I was like, hey, you know, I, I it's my session work is my livelihood right now. Like, what are you asking me to do? And he was like, no, I get it if you can't do it, man. And I'm like, no, I can do it, but I'm not going to do it for free. Like, what world are you living in, dude? Mm -hmm. And so I I get it. It's tough time for musicians and stuff, but like, sorry, man. No, I'm not your dude. I I I just have to look at it at like, as like, hey, you know, I got paid to do what I did. If they use it or not, whatever. But I feel like I did a pretty solid job on, I was proud of it. I, I, you know, and I don't understand why I would have to go up there to fake my, it's what happened was their video quality came out janky and it didn't look as good as mine. So they needed to hire a photographer guy to video them in a, in a studio to have it look all legit. Yeah. Whatever, dude. I ain't trying to hear that. I'm right definitely now. not trying to hear that right they now. They should have just used yours. Bro. Anyways, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back and say I'm the the world's best studio musician, whatever. But dude, you hired me, you paid me, and now you want me to do something else that costs more money. It's the way it is. I don't like. I, I'm sorry. I don't like. 
I don't give the milk for free, Phil. As soon as you start doing that, everybody wants the whole cow. <laughs> hey, what up, cuz? My cousin from Brooklyn. Hey, um, Jonathan Barber, I think he's from Brooklyn, too, or he's from New York. He's coming on in 15, 20 minutes. Woo! So, jazz drummer, plays at Smalls all the time. Yeah. Well, he did. He used to, when we used to be able to play gigs. Uh, hope everything is good with you in New York. Yeah. I'm really good, and I'm, I'm hanging in there, just chilling out here in Cali. Phil. Yeah. I made a purchase this week. What'd you get? Don't make fun of me, everyone. Don't make fun of me. Uh-oh. I got Birkenstocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. <laughs> Wait, can uh, we get a view? Can I see them? Hold your foot up. No, no, no. Hold no, your no. foot up. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, geez. Berkies. Berkies. I'm not a Birkenstock guy. <laughs> Now you are. Um, hey, I hope I can come to Brooklyn like soon, but it's like whenever we can travel, you know? Yeah, see? See? My cousin knows. They're so, so comfortable. They, they Phil, look comfortable. let me explain, okay? Because now <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of thinking that I might be a hippie. Hey, I'm with you, man. I've, I've been wearing these flip-flops <laughs> nonstop. I've been nonstop flop. Sorry, Phil. Flop till you drop. Um, hey, like, okay, so so you guys know that I'm on this like crazy strict diet right now. Like I'm on, I'm, 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 which it's going good now. Like I feel like I'm having like yesterday was the first day where I had this like blissful moment of like, dang, I feel good right now. Like I have I'm full of energy and like I feel like it's it's working. So good. um Still not great though. I was definitely dreaming about donuts and eating like donuts. Okay. But, um, one of the things that my doctor said is like, I have a horrific injury on my, my kick drum foot. Yeah. Um, I have 12 screws in my heel still working on this podcast that tells a detailed story. Probably this week I'm going to work on it. That podcast may or may not be exclusive for Patreon. You never know. Um, anyways, I digress. Uh, so we go to see my doctor and they're, it's, it's super hippie style, man. Like they're always talking about being, getting grounded, walking around on the beach and you know, which it, it helps me a lot. It really does help me a lot. Are there crystals involved? No, no crystals, herbs okay, and like supplements and stuff. Um, anyways, he's like, I always wear flip-flops when I go in there because they they have to like during the summertime like I don't really like to go out in public in flip-flops or mandals as I call them but I just you know in the summertime out here it's California you know and when I come to the studio especially I just wear my flip-flops and hang out. Uh when I'm at home flip-flops. When I go to the beach flip-flops. Going to the mall, uh I'm a little bit like I don't want I don't want to be that guy. Okay, you go to so, the mall? Well, I don't go to the mall but you know Grocery store, maybe I'll wear flip flops, but I'm like, like I like I was going to the, I had to get an eye exam and I was wearing flip flops. I felt like a real douche, um, to, to like wearing that stuff. Okay, so anyways, the doctor's like, hey, we've told you how we feel at this doctor's office about flip flops, right? 
And he's like, guys that wear flip-flops? And I'm like, no. And he's like, we freaking hate them. And I'm like, why? Like, why are you using such harsh language about flip-flops? And then he went into this whole thing on like, hey, you know, you, you, your feet are what like plants you to the ground. And it's like your balance. And it's like what you like, it, it, it affects your whole body. These guys are chiropractors. Okay. So it's like, it affects your whole body. And when you have this thing that's like dangling off your foot, hindering you from walking around like you normally walk, he's like, it's not a good thing. You shouldn't wear flip-flops. It's cool if you're like going to the beach, but you shouldn't wear them as like your daily driver, you know? Hmm. And so I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And he's like, so that can like literally throw out your back. It literally like, um, like it can mess you up, you know, like not bad, not, you know, but it's like not necessarily good. He's like, so I walk around like for a good portion of the day barefoot. Like I walk around like, for an hour at least barefoot. And I was like, yeah, I, even when I'm home, I wear flip-flops. Like my flip-flops are my house shoes, yeah. you know? And so he's like, yeah, yeah, you should like, he was trying to get me, the, get me to get like, you should get, you know, those shoes that like look like feet, you know, you put like each toe in Ew. its little portion. And I'm Ew. like, no, dude, I no. ain't wearing those, bro. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm like, nah, no, no, no. I'm not wearing those. Uh-uh. Maybe, maybe I'm... I'll wear like you wear those with flip-flops. Dang, bro. Next level. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I wear Dude, those, those. And I'm like, those toe shoes creep me out. And the those socks. are not happening. Mm-mm. Yeah. The socks too. I, I could get behind like my girl, if she's wearing if she's wearing those, that's one thing, but nah. Mm-mm. So he's mm-hmm. like, you know, I just get like some kind of shoes that conform to your foot so that you, you know, and, and like helps you want to walk around naked. I mean, naked, walk around footless or naked, whatever footless. floats your boat. Did you say footless? <laughs> Not footless. Who's walking Shoot around it. with no feet? I told you with this diet, I get brain fog, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I was like, you mean like Birkenstocks? And he's like, yeah, Birkenstocks are good. And I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Am I that guy? You I'm are like, now. Uh, I mean, I've I've kind of I went through this phase before that I was like, yeah, Birkenstocks, bro. I'm gonna do it. And then my brother was like, bro, don't. He's like, no, you're not one of those dudes. Stop with that. And uh I'm like, yeah, but I could probably pull it off. You never know. <laughs> and I started looking up on Pinterest like Birkenstock fashion. I'm like, there's some fools that like know how to put it together. <laughs> I'm like, and it's not like hippies, you know, it's like dudes that can put it together and look dope. So I'm like, oh man, I might be one of those guys. So dude, I started thinking about it. Do we offer brigade shirts and tie dye yet? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it might, you never know, Phil, you never know. You never, ever know. Then I started thinking about it. I'm like, hold on. I'm a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. I'm a cyclist. I like I started looking in my cupboards and I'm like, everything's like organic or like grain, you know, like I'm like all big on this, like, like GMO, like corn. And like, I looked at my toothpaste and it was like, I don't know, like some kind of hippie toothpaste. It's made out of bananas or something, something. And then I'm like, I'm on all these weird hippie diets and now Birkenstocks. I'm like, dang, I am a hippie. I was accidentally singing to James Taylor the other day. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute here. (laughs) 
Wait a minute, JT. <laughs> so, yeah, dude. That's cool. I like James Taylor. You know what, man? These these freaking shoes are comfy, Phil. I bet they are. I haven't broken them in yet, but I'm like, right now they're a little iffy. But when I break them in, they are going to be super solid. And you know what, dude? You wear them with the right outfit. You kind of look like you're at the top of fashion. Okay, Dad, Phil? James, James said patchouli oil as well. Oh, so does James, do you rock a... Oh, no. Do you rock, do you rock Birkenstocks? Anyone who rocks Birkenstocks, say I. <laughs> I the thing is, though, I, I thought they were... I thought they were girl shoes because my wife wears them. Girls that wear mm-hmm. Birkenstocks are hot, by the way. Sorry, Phil, but there's a lot of girls out there. Where I'm like, I don't know what it is. I don't. And so have, my wife. I mean, I don't have a problem with Birkenstocks. I don't Dude, have a you, problem with flip flops. I, I never. I've never experienced any of the problems that person you were talking to was was saying you get with flip flops, and I wear them constantly. Um, not gonna say that. My experience speaks for everyone, obviously, but I'm just saying, Phil, you look like a guy that could wear flip, like could wear Birkenstocks. Um, and whoa, James he, never wears open toe shoes at all. That's hard to believe, James. You seem like the kind of guy you never even that would just throw on some flops. I look at. I'm like, I love sneakers. I love. I love shoes. I'm a big shoe guy. Like, I don't like, like not crazy. Like you think, like, I'm not like an Air Jordan guy. I would love to have a a pair of Air Jordans, but like, I just have never, ever had them because my, my, my mom and dad couldn't afford to get them for me when I was little, when I was a kid. And like, but I, I have some, like some dunks and like, I have some Nike Cortez and like, I'm a big Vans guy. I love sneakers. Okay. But Man, a good pair of mandals. <laughs> and it's like, it's hard to compete with that. Dude, it's hard to compete with that. Yeah. And so, like, I'm barefoot, like, now I'm barefoot, like, 90% of the day. I'm at the studio. As soon as I walk in, kick off the Birkenstocks, and I'm walking around the studio barefooted. I'm going to the beach today, teaching all my lessons. I will not wear shoes the whole time. Nice. And, like, I don't maybe look like the type. But, um, yeah, dude, it's another level, Phil. It's another level of freedom. It is. I end up wearing flops around my house a lot more than I, like, normally, I probably would wear just no shoes at all and walk around barefoot more if I didn't have kids. But it's just, my floor gets gross so quick. Like, just, like, bits of, like, smashed up cracker dust everywhere (laughs) and, like, you know, little... Droplets of juice or, you know, applesauce and, and the Legos. Don't even get me started about the Legos, but um, anyone yeah, who has stepping kids, on a Lego, dude, stepping barefoot. on Legos barefoot is the worst. Dude. So I end up wearing my flops indoors a lot, too. But it's another level, man. James, you don't know what you're missing, bro. I've, wore, I've worn skate shoes my whole life, dude. I'm telling you, it's a level of freedom. It's a way of life. And I don't see myself unless I'm going out. Unless I'm going out. Uh, <laughs> Mandals equals hippie word. <laughs> <laughs> Mandals are what I call the guys, the Ed from Drum Flip kind of looking guys that wear like like dad jeans and flip flops and a button down shirt, you know, and like the the um, flex the flex hat. 
the you know the hat that's like what do they call that like flex fit hat those kind of guys they don't have listen to creed they don't have the snapbacks no no listen to creed (laughs) (laughs) those are well those are the guys that wear mandals the guys that the ed picture ed from drum flip wearing dicky shorts or dad jeans and mandals like the leather kind of mandals <laughs> okay yeah those guys those guys that's what i always feel like when oh, i wear the, those shoes but when you wear when you wear when you wear these kind of shoes right here man these these things you're not a mandal guy they are they are they are mandals but i'm not wearing boot cut jeans and i'm not rocking that look i'm rocking like just look up on pinterest look up like hey like like Birkenstocks for men fashion. You'll see what exactly what I'm talking about, dude. He's like a wuss. <laughs> He's like a wuss. All right. So yeah, you guys don't know what you're missing. It's a way of life. And I'm telling you that you're going to see this dude that is in the ska and punk rock and reggae and all this stuff cruising around Oceanside in straight up Birkenstocks. Yeah. And like living life. And then the other 90% of the time, no shoes at all yeah uh, i don't even know what drop to hit i don't even know what drop to hit dude we're gonna take a break we're coming right back in five minutes with with jonathan barber all right you guys please rejoin ask us questions yeah thank you guys in the chat room we'll see you guys in a bit yo funky phil yo Corey. we have some great listeners don't we yeah you know how they can be even more like dope than they already are Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks, mugs, phone cases, stickers. We've got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Drum Brigade Podcast, episode. 88 or 89? We can't figure it out. 89. 89. All right. (laughs) Uh, Man, we're so happy to have a guest on right now. Um, This gentleman voted number one up-and-coming drummer in Modern Drummer 2018. Um, Worked with Pat Metheny, Erica Badu, Brooklyn Philharmonic, many, many, many others. Uh, Released some albums uh, with his band, uh, Visions Ahead, self-titled album in 2018 legacy holder this year um he is known for fusing music education and fashion this dude is one of the sharpest drummers in the business you and channing cook holmes man i'm telling you i can't can't keep up um and he's releasing an album that's coming out october 23rd this year uh you can pre-order it exclusively on Bandcamp. doing some cool stuff with that please welcome to the show jonathan barber oh yeah oh yeah Man, this dude, you are like 
you're doing it, man. I'm really like, I'm, I'm, I say that from my heart, man. You're a really incredible drummer. The stuff you do and like the style you bring. I'm such a big advocate for guys that bring style. Like you are your own brand, right? So you bring your style with fashion. You bring your style on the drums. You play your, you play like left-handed with the right on the right. right. Yeah. On the left, but you still play on a a right-handed kit. So it's all all the above, and then your your playing just sounds amazing, man. It's it's really great, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh man, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh boy, is that me or you? Who's that? <laughs> me. <laughs> let me decline. <laughs> well, this is what happens when you're a good drummer, man. You just get calls all times of the day. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Man, how's things going for you? You're in Connecticut. Um, you know, how's the this this COVID thing treating you and and all that stuff? How you been? Uh man, it's it's been a, a process, but it's it's fun. Um, I mean, needless to say, like, you know, I, at first I was on tour uh with, with my band Vision Ahead. It was like my first tour that I did uh like by myself so i was just like super happy excited and just like just drive myself crazy of just bringing everything together and then like uh so this was like early march and make a long story short we had to you know cancel because you know like the nba shut down and like oh yeah you know like uh venues were telling me they're gonna like cancel or you know cut capacity and it just it didn't feel right after so i flew everyone home and then that's when I we kind of experienced like okay like this is for real and yeah. all these things are being canceled and this that and the third so um, you know once I kind of went back home and like I rested then I realized how deep it was like once like tours in like the summer and the fall were getting canceled you know so mm-hmm. it's just like okay this is this is different you know this is like really not usual but um, overall like it's it's been just like a like just a learning experience like I, i've taken this time to really like have like a one-on-one with myself you know to be yeah. okay let's, let's let's figure this thing out you know like what are some things that i want to learn or like what's some of the things that i want to kind of like go after now or, you know while i have the time yeah and so uh you know like i mentioned i mentioned to you guys before um i have my own studio spot now that um i'm renting out in, in connecticut and it's just been like man just like the best like situation, you know, to have like 24 seven access to a space where I can have my drums and have my mic set up and, Mm. and just start, you know, recording and like getting into mixing and like tracking and getting to Ableton. And, you know, it's just like, it's a whole other world that honestly I wouldn't have gotten into if I would have just been like, you know, just like New York and on the road, New York on the road, you know what I mean? So it kind of opened my eye to, to, to some things, but, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm here, man, and and uh, I'm gonna make the best of it. So, yeah, oh. it's it's man, it's so funny how we're you know all of us. The, I feel like you know everybody probably thinks that they have it the worst. You know, my like, but musicians really the rug got swept like taken from under us. You know, right? And um, we all it was the same for us out here in California. We went from gigging and touring and you know flyouts and all that stuff to just like. Okay. Like, and you know, we all have that like panic moment of like, okay, wait a minute. Like I might be able to get through like two weeks, but like Mm -hmm. I'm in trouble after two weeks. So I need to figure something out, you know? And like, that was me where I was like, okay, this thing will last two weeks. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. But you know, after that I'll get back and gigging. I got to maybe 
ramp up some lessons or figure out maybe I can do some uh, some studio sessions or something. Yeah. Bro, six months later, and I'm like, I played my first gig this over the weekend. That was my first gig in six wow, months. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, this is crazy, man. This is crazy. So, but it's this is allowing all of us to, you know, especially a drummer like you or or a, a, a you're you're like in my opinion, you're not just a drummer. You know, you you lead your your you have all these different avenues that you go down and. Um, so it, it, you're a true like creator. Um, and, um, I feel like that this time has kind of allowed us to put things into perspective of like, okay, maybe I don't want to go back to doing that anymore, but maybe this allows me to be like focus on this and be creative in this way. Or, you know, so it's Mm -hmm. like you said, man, it's, it's really good. Um, in some ways, some ways I'm like, man, I just want to go back to gigging. But then right. some ways I'm like, I don't want to go back to doing those kind of gigs anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, your album, um, Live at Jazz Standards, it's coming out October 23rd. Um, yeah. You're doing some cool stuff with uh, Bandcamp. It's exclusive on Bandcamp, right? Correct. And then there's one track you can listen to on there. It's like a 12 minute track. And it's yeah insane, dude. The drumming. Oh my gosh. Okay. Just the music in general is like, so good. We were listening to it before. So tell us a little bit about this album that's coming out. Yeah. So live at the Jazz Standard, man. This is uh, I can't believe this will be my third album uh, as wow. a leader. Um, so I, I did a Legacy Holder that uh, was in May of, of 2020, and um, so the live at Jazz Standard, like the music is from um, Legacy Holder, I guess. And so to, to give you guys some insight, um, like the day before we went into the studio to record Legacy Holder, um, I, I booked a gig at the Jazz Standard, which is like one of my favorite, you know, venues. Nice. Uh, in, in New York City, like just like the sound and like the best food, by the way. So, oh yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, a win-win, you know? And so we, we recorded the, the album. I mean, excuse me, we did the gig and then we went to the studio and, and record the album. So uh, what I like to do is I, I like to record, um, you know, the, my, my gigs at, at shows. And so um, the engineer at the Jazz Center, the song got recorded and like sent me the files back. And I was like, just checking it out. And the guitar player, I sent out to the band and the guitar player called me. was just like, yo, man, this sounds killing. And I didn't really listen to it. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, oh, I bet, whatever. But I'm like, listen to what we did in the studio. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, if I were you, I would release it as a record. And I'm like, dude, we just, we just did two days at the studio. Like, what? Like, you know, and he's like, yeah, I'm just saying like, that would be that'll be the record if I were you. And I'm just like, man, someone just like just blow all this money that we did. I was like, no, like, okay, whatever. So then I thought to myself, okay, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do a, a double CD. I'm gonna just do studio and live. And then I was thinking, like, kind of brainstorming. I'm just like, well, that's just like a lot of content. And I think I can like break it up. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know, I just thought, okay, I'm gonna like release it as a live record. And then once this COVID thing hit it, it, it kind of came back to my memory of this, like, I'm like, okay, like, what am I going to do with the band? Like, what do we have? I'm like, wait a minute. We got like another record in, you know, in the can and video. Cause I, I did a uh, oh, cool. video footage that night. So um, I guess uh, after October 23rd, or I might release one, one uh, video clip, whatever, but uh, I'm going to release the, the, the video footage of that, of that show as well. And so, um, okay. I was thinking like, okay, cool. And then, you know, like since we have all this time on our hands, I'm just kind of like 
going through the motions, researching, and just kind of feeling different ways about different things, about life, whatever. And um, I was hip to Bandcamp before, but then once I started checking them out and, you know, just kind of like being a musician, you know, we, 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 we deal with uh, uh, the, the digital platforms, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we, are, we already know like the top three per se. And so I was thinking about that. I'm like, ah, like, this is like, you know, like it should be better. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'll just, you know, just say that not to really get deep into it, but, you know, it should be better. And so when I investigated Bandcamp and I saw what they're doing for artists and things like that, I was like, wow, like that's really cool. And then I found out you can pretty much sell anything on Bandcamp, you know, yeah. as far as like product, you know, if it's merch, you can, you, you can pretty much sell anything. So then I just, the wheels started turning. I'm like, okay, like, how can I make this different? Because, um, I mean, it's the same music, but at the same time, it's like a live experience, you know what I mean? And it's super raw in a sense that like, again, like we're stretching out, like on, on the Legacy Holder, 29 is only like five minutes. Like with mm-hmm. the live record, it's 12 minutes. You know, you're yeah. getting a lot more stuff. Like there's a lot more stuff that's happening. Yeah. And, um, and so I thought to myself, okay, like one thing I always wanted to do is like release something on vinyl, you know, oh, when yeah. I was, you know, like in, in the jazz world, like that's, you know, very uh, precious to us. Like, you know, we have vinyl recordings or mm-hmm. so. Um, and then I, I just kept thinking more, you know, as far as like drumsticks or t-shirts or even drum lessons or nice. virtual concerts. And, and and it's something that, you know, Bandcamp allows you to do. So, uh, and it makes it really personable between you and, and the, um, I guess, consumer or, 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 or listener, yeah. you know? So um, I think this is definitely special uh, because um, although this was pre uh, COVID, this definitely have a lot of influence with what's happening Mm-hmm. And how I get to uh, or how I, I'm trying to connect with, uh, you know, all the fans out there. And and it's just like all over the world. You can go on, on Bandcamp and, and check it out. Like this just isn't That's like really a cool New York thing or whatever. So it's man, it's really- what a great idea. What a great idea, man, to, to, to connect with with your fans and. This dude, if you guys people listening, if you haven't heard this, just this one track. The drums, first of all, sound amazing. They're so Thank like this, that snare drum killer. But um, Thank you. yeah, just go and listen and then support. And you're, you're, if you listen to it, you're going to want to buy it. Like I'm going to buy it. Like, you know, it's like, it's, it's great. And that, that, that track is like, yeah, it's great, man. So what a great idea. And, and it's like out of the box. It's not what a lot of people are thinking about, you know, and, and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's just something that we have to like, you know, especially like I always talk about like up and coming drummers or students or something like this. This is how you have to think now, especially with this COVID stuff going on. You have to kind of, you know, as musicians, we're used to pivoting or like going, Hey, you know, I don't have any gigs on my books. I need to figure something out because I don't want to get a job, you know? And, and, and so, um, that's a man. What a great idea. It's inspiring. And that's something that I, I want to look into now. We've got a listener question. We got a listener question. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, we got Wondering some listener questions. If you've ever worked with Sarah Charles at all in New York city. Yes. So, um, Sarah is from Massachusetts. I'm from Connecticut and we kind of lived, um, not too far from each other, but I met her in New York city and fun fact uh, I did my first ever New Year's show, and 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 it was and uh, she was the band leader, and she hired me for it because nice. usually like I, like I grew up in church, and like that's what we did, like you know, like New Year's Eve, like we all like went to church, and then after 
um, I got older and I was like, like gigging. I'm like, man, I want a New Year's gig because like that's what everyone does, and like you get paid and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's and, good paying uh, gigs those 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 New right? Year gigs. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and so I remember she um, called me, called me for, and I was like, yes, I, like finally, like you know, yeah. And and, and then I, I play with her um, many many times with, with her music. I mean, yeah, she's a fantastic vocalist. I, nice. I love what she's doing. Very cool. Uh, we have one here from Xander. Let's see here. Uh, Xander Ambrose. Xander Ambrose. Um, it's uh, what does Jackie McLean mean to you from another Hartford native? Ooh, I have oh, no man. idea what this is, but you you go ahead. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, so Jackie McLean um, was um, basically like the, the protege of Charlie Parker. And so obviously okay. Charlie Parker is like one of the the faces of bebop right and yeah. um, and so 1970 uh jack mclean started a um not-for-profit uh, organization called the artist collective which is basically like an after-school program uh that was uh placed in the inner city in, in hartford connecticut and so uh fast forward to 2006 uh and it was kind of ironic like the year he passed away uh was the year that i entered into the program and oh, wow. so um, at the time, um, this, so this is the summer going into my senior year of of uh, high school. And I mean, I played drums all my life, like played in church, but never, but I haven't played jazz. And so they did this thing where um, it was like a summer camp where you can go for dance or you can go for acting or you can go for music. And what they did was like, if you got into the summer camp, you get paid a hundred dollars a week. Whoa. And at what 17 years old, I was like, oh my, I just hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like a hundred dollars a week. This is so much money. And so I was like, yes, I'll do it. And then uh and then I got hit to to jazz. And his wow. son, uh, who's still alive and still still with us, kicking Renee McLean, he took over after uh his father, Jack McLean, passed. Um and I was just like, whoa, like what is this? Like, you know, again, like I heard, you know, gospel and like that. I mean, and that music is fantastic. But to hear like Miles Davis and John Coltrane and hear Tony Williams and Art Blakey and Roy Haynes and, and you know, like yeah. the music goes on and on and on. And I'm just like, man, what is that? Like, like this, like their ideas and just kind of like their phrasing and like sound and, you know, like, like just, you know, the language. I was like, man, like, what is that? So it really encapsulated me. And uh, also, Jack McLean not only founded the after-school program, but he founded the the jazz studies program within the University of Hartford. So, okay, um, like you know, and and this is for like I guess some Hartford history, pretty much. Like if you go to the Arts Collective, the the thing is like you go to the Arts Collective and then you go to the uh, college to the University of Hartford. Like it's called the Jack McLean Institute of Jazz. Like, it's the jazz studies okay. program, and um, that connection was like okay, like that's what you did. So again, summer going into my senior year, like first day of school, my senior year, I'm like, I'm going to University of Hartford. I'm going to be a jazz musician. You know, I was like mm -hmm. already there that to the point so cool. where like teachers couldn't tell me nothing. And <laughs> that wasn't the best thing. But, you know, they're like trying to teach. I'm like, man, I already know what I'm going to do. Like, what I need this. Like, I'm, I'm going for jazz. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't need to hear about none of this stuff. But um, but yeah, like that was the thing, man. So he's definitely. um you know, just influential uh, as far as like community wise. Like that's one thing that I pull from him the most. I never met him personally, but uh, you know, his music still lives on and, and his establishment still 
live and breathe through through all of us. And uh, he's he's uh, such a or was such a community leader that uh, like he gave back, you know, had this illustrious, you know, career in, in jazz music. And then after that, you know, coming to Hartford to do that. So that's always been something in my head as far as like even now being 30 years old. I'm just like, OK, I'm back in Connecticut um, at the moment. And so I'm just kind of like, you know, just trying to make myself accessible as much as I can and like just give back. And and um, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. We got three questions from uh, Mike Shell um, on Instagram. I'm not sure so if we Mike? can get to all these, but um, uh, it says, uh, number one, what's your current practice regimen consist of? Ooh, uh, right now, like since I got the studio up and running, uh, I've, I've been recording a lot. And so if it's like, um, there's a few... Uh, I guess artists that are like sending me tracks that I'm, I'm recording for. So like I find myself like practicing, you know, those songs yeah. or, you know, practicing like what I'm going to do or like now I got into Ableton. And so like, I'm obviously writing, writing music there, um, you know, in the vision head context, but in just a, a totally different context, which I'm um, excited to kind of share that, you know, soon. Um, so yeah. I kind of been like, you know, playing along with that and, you know, just recording myself and then like doing some EQing, you know, getting some plugins. And I, I feel like, I guess like that's kind of what I've been practicing. Not so much of, um, you know, like books per, like, you know, per se, but with me doing virtual lessons now, like I've gotten like back into the books and I've, I've kind of like yeah. guided, you know, my students in that way. So it, it is a good refresher, but as far as like me personally, my own personal, like little drummer life, um, it's kind of mostly just like, recording like if it's you know the, the behind the scenes as far as like the eq and mics and recording or just uh you know playing other people's music and you know trying to you know make music that way make some history <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that too like if you're you mentioned that you're doing online teaching and um if you're doing that that's a lot like it's not like regimented practice but it is a lot like practice your your nose is in a book a lot of the day and you know you're you're I, I don't know how you teach, but like you're showing a lot of times you're showing the students how to play yeah. and you're having to do it. And so it's a lot like practicing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and even I, and I'll, I'll say this, like it was this one student, uh, we was getting to an idea and, uh, it was like this, uh, like groove exercise. And, and, and I actually, I'll share this with, with, with the world and I flipped <laughs> it upside down and I was like, play that. And, and like, he was trying to work it out. And it was so cool because basically like the hi hat, um, rhythm will become the bass drum and oh. the bass rhythm will become the hi-hat. You know what I mean? So, cool. I like, so I was like, man, like play that. And it sounded super gnarly. I was like, I need to shed that. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I did like, we're just, we're just kind of getting to something and I, and I laid it on him and he did it. And then like, after he logged off, I was like, wait a minute, let me <laughs> try, try this out. Yeah. Like, That's kind of cool, man. So, you know, like, I mean, like you said, like when you give him lessons, like you're, that is like a way of practicing and it could be a thing where, you even get some more ideas of like, okay, like I hear him doing that. So, but let me try this. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a great idea. I never even thought about that. That's cool. Flip it upside um, down. Let's get weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last one. Um, what are your current or what, sorry, let me see this. What are your most current sources of musical inspiration? Mm. Same guy, Mike Shell. Okay. Uh, right now, my source of inspiration um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it's, 
right now, like, I would say it, it, it's just like random stuff, man. Like, uh, again, like getting getting into Ableton, um, you know, like learning about that. Like, I know like the, the, the electronic scene is like, you know, really prevalent, huge right now. So I've been checking out like this random people like and people I don't even like necessarily like know of. You know, I just go on like a binge if it's like Spotify or if it's YouTube or Bandcamp or whatever, like, you know, but I guess um just like recording and like sound design has been like something that's been like on my on my mind. You know what I mean? As far as just like taking you know, like EQing or taking, like, you know, using plugins. And, and again, like, this is completely new for me because um, I've been like, you know, like an acoustic guy, you know, as far mm-hmm. as like just doing gigs, set up my drums and cymbals and like, I'm cool, you know, but now of like mic placement and then, you know, miking, you know, you doing different miking techniques and, and then like, you know, mixing and EQing, like that has been like an inspiration for yeah. me musically because now it's like, okay, like, since I've learned this little thing, like, okay, well, so let me try it on this. Or, you know, I want to get this kind of sound, so let me work at that. You know, yeah. I, I feel like it's not necessarily, like, for me right now, I say, it's not necessarily, like, an artist or, like, you know, uh, someone's record. But, you know, shout out to everyone that's making music right now. And, and uh, you know, let's, let's keep that support going. But I think for me right now, it's, it's mostly just kind of, like, learning about this whole sonic right like sound design you know recording thing. it's like it's it's like a creative inspiration that yes. you're you're finding yeah finding influence and in creativity i love that yeah um one okay more, so one more online oh, one question more? Okay. It, it pertains to the recording stuff um mm-hmm. they're, they're wondering what your favorite configuration is right now for um hardware and plugins for recording your snare Ooh, like, okay um well okay well as far as uh let's all right so like from microphones um using telefunken and um the, so fun fact <laughs> uh the telefunken office is 12 minutes away from my house oh cool nice yeah in, in connecticut i live in windsor and they're in uh south windsor and so um, I've known them for for a while, and, and shout outs to Alan, everyone at, at, at uh, Telefunken. So yeah, when I was starting, I was like, okay, I want some Telefunken microphones. But um, but yeah, uh, Slate. I've uh, my friend, a good friend of mine, Andy Sorensen, uh, hit me to Slate. Uh, so I just been kind of like you know diving, you know, just randomly checking things out with with, with Slate and all. Um, Sound toys is something that I want to investigate. Um, but I, I mean, again, I'm not like so, um, well, like versed in it, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, I, I for people answer the question for the listeners out there, if they don't know, um, you're a uh, Ludwig Istanbul Promark Evans and Dorsey. So, um, yeah. that, that, that's a lot of your sound too, you know, yes, Evans okay. so yes, let me, so let okay. Then, then, <laughs> then something else. So let me just say this. So what I've been using a lot um, as far as snare drum is uh, the Copperphonic, the Ludwig uh, Copperphonic uh, 14 by six and a half. Ooh. That's amazing. And then what you got to do now, then you got to put a genre uh, Evans head on it. And then, you know, your sound going to be popping. <laughs> Are you uh, like, 
Do you put like a you know the tequila bottle, the Chris Dave kind of thing, or whatever, on your snare? Is is do you do any of that stuff? Because your snare is like really tight and poppy, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, yep, it is. Um, and and uh, another thing I might add too. Uh, well, first to answer your question, I just have two uh, moon gels. Okay. Uh, right now, but um, um, I was gonna say you talking about your snare drums. Oh, um, when you're recording. Sometimes, like, like you know, your sound will kind of change, too, as well. So, like, for example, like, when I first started recording, like, I, I tuned the, the snare drum that I like, or, the, like, I, like, the way I like it, whatever. And then I was hearing it back, it made me, like, tune it a little tighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just for, like, the sound that I get. So, I think that's a fun thing with recording, because then it's, like, you're not necessarily playing to the room so much. Mm-hmm. Like, you're playing to, like, the, the, the sonic, like, design that you're going for. You know, right. or, or trying to go for it too. So like that that's super like fun too. So I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm hearing hearing some stuff now. Listen back. I'm like, hmm, like maybe I can try it this way or or maybe put this head on it that to, to dry it up or to make it more open or Yeah. So, yeah. I go through that all the time, man. I have like I I have like a rack over here of snares here. Um Ooh, and it's nice. like I I it's like uh, this one sounds great for the room. Perfect. This is what I want. And then I hear it back and I'm like, that's not what I'm going for. It's like cranking it down, you know, yeah. putting some moon gels or whatever on there. It's like, mm-hmm. man, so it's, it's fun to do. It's fun. But when you're like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta get this tracking done, man. Like, you know, I'm right. looking for this sound, which, which sound am I going for? So, right. Right. Anyways, um, do you have a few more minutes to, uh, play the wheel of death with us? Let's do it. Okay, cool. Um, let's do it. Drum, 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 drum Brigade podcast. Jonathan Barber on Zoom with us, hanging out. Man, thank yeah. you again for coming on, hanging with us. Man, All pleasure. this stuff. This is this is like so cool for us, man, and our listeners too. Me too. Um, so um, Wheel of Death could be good questions, could be bad. I don't know. I I you know I don't know. I just got one more question from Phil though, Funky Phil here. I don't know this guy. It says, "Oh great." Says, <laughs> says, "How do you feel about Birkenstocks?" <laughs> Birkenstocks. You know what I. I want a pair, man. I I, I don't have See, Phil? but <laughs> I don't have anything against I'm not. Them. You know what? Like I, I I've been wearing just like a t-shirt and basketball shorts forever since this whole COVID thing. Uh-huh. I, I think what will kind of complete my COVID like dress starter pack is probably Birkenstocks. So yeah. Okay. Look, I'm not a Birkenstock <laughs> guy. Okay. But. I recently became a Birkenstock guy. Okay. This COVID yeah. thing is just the comfort level in, in COVID has brought yeah. a whole new level. Yes. And, uh, and like, but then, you know, you look at like, like you look at fashion on Pinterest. I don't know if you go on Pinterest, but mm-hmm. you look at fashion stuff. I go on Pinterest and I'm like, I have, I have a whole page on style. Like this is yeah. what I'm going for. That's not what I'm going for. This is what I'm going for. And I started looking at Birkenstock fashion Bro, there's some stuff out there that you can make happen, okay? Why are you laughing, Phil, man? Are are, are you laughing with us or at us? With, with. I have nothing against them. I'll give you an example. Corey spent spent like 30 minutes talking about Birkenstocks earlier. He just can't get it off, get like be done with it. Okay, look, the picture that I that you posted where that uh, that I posted of your picture where you're like opening the door, your symbol bags right there. I'm like, I feel like that picture right there, your jeans are rolled up. You had some some Birkenstocks on. No uh, one would question that. Everybody would be like, "Yeah, that's okay. dope. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. my fashion right there." 
Man, that same is- thing. If you you gotta have the high, the pants high waters though, and then that oh, jean okay. jacket on, collar pop, Birkenstocks. I'm telling you, it's coming, nice. Phil. You're gonna see. There we go. Yes. <laughs> dedicated. We dedicate to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's I'm rocking that look. And I'm, it's embarrassing, man. I had to go to the store yesterday and I was wearing Birkenstocks and I felt like everybody was looking at this tall black dude wearing yeah. Birkenstocks. And I was like, you know what? You just don't know about fashion. Okay? All right, all right. But, but here's my other question. I feel like with Birkenstocks, you have to wear socks though, right? Or, or, you, can, you can. You don't have to. Okay. You can though. But that's the thing. So a lot of people make fun of the Birkenstocks with socks. Okay. And the first, I bought, I, okay, I got home. And I, I, my, I'm married, so I, I go, babe, I, I bought something. She's like, what'd you get? I'm like, I got Birkenstocks. And she started laughing. And then I'm like, you better get used to it. And I put them on. And then five <laughs> seconds later, I walked in the room, put on socks, and then walked out with those Birkenstocks on. It was like, you better get used to this look right here. because This is me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And oh, she was so like, it's, it's one of those things that like, it's so not me mm-hmm. but it's so like me now like i don't know how to yeah. describe it but it's like she's like i'm just not used to seeing your feet in those and i'm like man, you better get COVID used to it comfort man that's what that's what it's called COVID <laughs> exactly COVID exactly and yeah. i'm telling you the, the like the hype is real these are the most comfortable things in the world the I'm most so- comfortable <laughs> all right let's let's spin this wheel <laughs> Jonathan Barber said he wanted a pair. If he says it, Amen. dude, you know it's it's high fashion, Phil. If I could get Channing, you know Channing Holmes? No, I don't. He's a he's a LA cat and he's a okay a, another amazing drummer. But dude, you gotta follow Channing because he is like you guys. I'm surprised you don't know each other. You guys are so similar. He's mm-hmm. like an entrepreneur, like fashion designer guy, and he's a drummer. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, uh, he's, he's the same, like he was on the show a few episodes ago, like a a couple episodes ago. And he showed up like suited during COVID tie the full, like right, Phil Uh suit jacket, everything. And he was just chilling with a cocktail. I was like, bro, I knew it. And me and Phil (laughs) almost showed up like dressed up too. Cause we knew he was going to have them on, but Uh yeah. Um, all right. This question says, snap your fingers. You're no longer a drummer. What's your career? Oh. Mm. <laughs> oh my goodness. So if I snap my fingers, I'm no longer a drummer. Um these questions can be hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um oh my goodness. That's a really good question, though. I, the, the, I don't know why I thought about this, but the only thing I can think of right now is like, like, uh, and it sounds kind of bad, but excuse me, like almost like being like, like a, like a sports coach, and I get to like yell at the referee and like, get ejected. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, like. Well, I think about it, if it's like baseball or, or like basketball when like a play goes wrong and then like, you know, and they're just like, you know, like pick stuff and like the players are holding them back and, you know, yeah. I'm just like, wow, like that's, that's kind of I cool. love how specific that is. Like, yeah. Not just a coach, the guy that gets heated and gets ejected from the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I try not to, you know, get that upset in real life, but like 
yeah, if, if, if I had to turn all this good stuff away, it's just like, let's, let's get rowdy. Yeah. Something from rowdy. Phil, what are you? Oh, I don't know. I guess right now, the first one that popped in my head would be um, like a traveling um, food critic. Just like high-end <laughs> food critic, only at the most oh. expensive restaurants all over the world. Yeah, that one. All right. You guys don't even want to know mine. I, I would be I Birkenstock, Birkenstock salesman. No, 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 no. I would be racing bikes in the Tour de France right now. Ooh. A professional cyclist. Yeah. Nice. But I, I'm too old for that. But yeah, uh, that's that's what I would be. Um, okay, let's go one more and then we'll. that's it. This is a like a little bit more not so funny. It's just uh who was your childhood hero? Um it doesn't have to be drum related, but it can be, you know. Hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna give you so two answers. So obviously I have to say like my father because uh right. you know like he played drums and that's like my introduction, you know, to the to, to music to the instrument. And number two would be Brett the Hitman Hart. <laughs> Man. Like, first off, like, I've never seen so someone so tough to wear, like, pink tights. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, with the pink and black. I, like, it's like, like, we never questioned that. Yeah. Like, ever. And, and uh, yeah, like, when I was younger, man, I was really big into uh, WWF before it was okay. WWF. And my guy was Bret Hart, man. The sharp shooter. <laughs> I was definitely doing that in school and just getting in trouble. Oh, man. Yes. Hart. That was my hero. I love it. I think, uh, man, I had a lot when I was younger, but I, I had, um, I, I, I think drum related, my hero was Dennis Chambers, man. Like, I love Dennis when I was like a teenager. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, yeah, so that was, that was drum related. But when I was like a real little kid, we had a friend. His name was Jeff. He passed away, but he was, um, he was just this dude that like my family knew it was like, they knew his whole family. He was like this blonde guy with like curly hair. And I wanted to be Jeff, dude. I wanted to be Jeff. Like, and so it was like, literally when I was like four or five years old, my mom and dad would be like, Corey, Corey, they're calling me. And I would not be coming. I would not come until they were like, Jeff. And then I'd be like, yep. What did you, did you need something? (laughs) Uh, I named my bird Jeff. I named all my like my little stuffed animals or whatever. They were all named Jeff. Oh, Jeff, man. Yeah, yeah I wanted funny. to be Jeff. I don't know. And there was no reason why he was my childhood hero. He was just, mm-hmm. he was my friend. I thought he was my friend. And he was just like, and it wasn't even like we were tight. It wasn't not. It was just okay. like, I just saw him like, and I was just like, dude, Jeff's my boy, dude. Right. <laughs> wow. Shout out to Jeff, man. Yeah. Shout out to Jeff. Jeff. Fuck you, Phil. Um, yeah, my dad, and then I guess for drum related, I I got real deep into Tony Williams at one point. Yeah. Oh yeah. My dad was too. My dad was my dad. Me and my dad are still really tight, you know. And like my dad, uh, my dad's a jazz singer, and um, we have a band together now. Um, coming out with an album coming out this fall, and um, but it's um, yes, he was so he was always an influence musically, definitely, and always supported me musically. That's really. When I started like playing gigs and playing professionally, my dad would like sacrifice everything for me to like make sure I was fed, 
mm-hmm. on the gig, you know, make sure I couldn't go into a lot of the clubs because I was too young. So right. he would be, um, he had to come to all my gigs and then get up for work early in the morning and all that stuff. So that mm-hmm. was definitely a big hero of mine. Um, all right. So man, that's, that's the, that's the drum brigade podcast, man. Thank you so much for, um, joining us, man. That's my pleasure. This was what a great hang. Yes. <laughs> I feel like there's so much more we, we could talk to you about, man. That's why we just got to have you on again, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm but totally man, happy. we really appreciate you taking the time with us and um and just sure. chatting a little bit and you know and you're you're a very accomplished drummer and accomplished musician and have a lot of a lot of um you know accolades and a lot of things that are you've accomplished in your career. So we really appreciate you taking the time. Um, if people want to one get in, get your album and uh, that's coming out pre order or any of that stuff, um, they can get your Bandcamp uh, from your website or from your Instagram. Right. Yes. Correct. So your your website is Jonathan Barber Music dot com. Yes, and then your Instagram, Jonathan B Live, right? Yes. Okay. Jonathan B underscore live. Underscore live. Okay. Um very cool. And then uh if people want to get in touch with you for lessons or anything like that, or see your merch store, all of that stuff, it's all on your website, right? Correct. Okay, cool. Um, man, thank you once again for coming on. Thanks to all the listeners who ask questions. And um, yeah, man, we'll have to keep in touch. And uh, especially yeah. if I'm on the East Coast, when this opens up again, I want to come see you at Smalls or something. Man, yeah. Always welcome. Got to come out to the studio. You too, fucking yeah. Phil. I have yeah. some some special feet for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Peace. Jonathan Barber just coming on the Drum Brigade podcast, hanging out. Woo. That dude's top notch, Phil. Like charming, distinguished, mm-hmm. well spoken, mm-hmm. still funny incredible drummer dude Seriously, like i was hoping he would just jump on and be like let me play something for you really quick oh that would have been cool (laughs) just just seriously one of the like the dopest young drummers out there right now like dope yeah Yeah. man big thank you to um jonathan barber and if you guys seriously go check out that live album it's on his band camp I gotta um, check Bandcamp out i haven't i know i know man i feel like i looked at it when it was kind of new and uh, I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> like yeah. You could have your own your own page and put your stuff up on there, and then, um, but I I did I just I guess I didn't really see all the the possibilities. But it sounds like oh, it's, man. it's got a lot of stuff going on now, huh? Yeah, we're doing where I need that's on the list now. Of that's going to be my Wednesday or or tomorrow. Just setting up Bandcamp, uh, man. Just so so pumped on that. I was that was really great, man. That was really great, great interview. Um anyways, man. Uh Funky Phil. Yeah. He said he likes Birkenstock, so you don't know what you're talking about, and neither do any of our listeners. I don't know why you keep acting like I don't <laughs> like I hate him or something. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I have like, no you problem know, with Birkenstocks. You know, I have this like fear of like, you know, every you're, now and you're then projecting. Like, That's what's going on. You're projecting 
Yeah, I know. Your it's my insecurities. insecurities and making it like I hate them or I'm making fun of you <laughs> and somehow like it's my own insecurities. My fear is that I'm going to be like going, you know, um let's yeah, let's go to Walmart or whatever. And then some dude's going to be like, "Corey Kingston? Bro, what's up, man? I'm a big fan." And here I am wearing Birkenstocks. <laughs> like, He's like well, I was a big fan until yeah, I saw your like, feet. And then it's like on there immediately on Facebook. They take a picture of my feet, you know, and they're just like, met Corey Kingston today, host of the Drum Brigade podcast and drummer for whatever. And, uh, huh, saw him wearing these, these Birkenstocks. And, uh, huh, well, uh, guess I'm not a fan anymore. <laughs> He's like a wuss. <laughs> Saw Corey Kingston today, and he's he's like a wuss. <laughs> oh man, you want to you want to like see me at my limit of like social anxiety? Let that happen. I'd probably just run and hide like in the clothes racks. Oh, like God. he just ran in face first to the head racks. <laughs> I hope I mean, to the clothing racks. I hope someone listening to this sees you out in public wearing Birkenstocks. You just see some skinny little legs like hanging out of like the women's dresses with Birkenstocks. I'm like, what are those feet? Like, what is going on? And I'm just in there like hide and go seek, dude. <laughs> um, hey, Phil. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know what my transition is. Um, I need to make a song. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, Phil, this one time, this one time, this is my this one time segment. Okay. This one time, um, wait a minute, I had one and now I lost it. Do you want this? It's not a sad this one time. It's just this one time. Uh, I just had a great this one time and now I completely lost it. Shows how great this show is. Dang. Um. Uh. I. I. I, I guess I lost it, Phil. Oh. <laughs> I'll give you a different this one time. Um. This one time, you've heard this story before, Phil. This one time, I was um driving. Driving my car. Cool. And um. It was like in a in a residential area, and there was like this uh, this like this car accident at like a stop sign ahead. So there's like tons of traffic backed up, and um, I was just like inching along. So then these people were coming out of their houses, like, "What's what's happening? What happened? Why is there so much traffic?" So they want to go look. So there's like this dad and his little kids, and they're like at the gate, and they wanted to like see what happened. They wanted to go. So dad's like, "Wait here, I'll be right back." And the kids are like, no, I want to go. No, I want to go. And then the, the, the dad's like, no, I said no. You know, he's being a dad. No, just wait here. So he wants to go see the accident. And the kids are like, but we want to go see the accident. Okay. And then they're like, but dad's like, no, I said no. So I'm inching along when this goes, when this is happening, when this is going down. And so the little girl is at the gate and she's like crying, like, oh, I want to go. And the dad's just like looking like, no, just stay there. And she's like, oh, and crying. And she's like holding the gate like she's in jail. And then I drive by like I'm inching by. And so I roll down my window and I like wave at her. And she's like looking at me like, eh. 
And then I look at her and I like point and I stick my tongue out and I'm like, eh. <laughs> and then I just keep itching along. <laughs> what? I purely laughed at a, like a three-year-old or four-year-old little girl because she didn't get to go with her dad to see the accident. And I just rolled down the window and I was like, eh, and laughed at her. <laughs> That is so weird. <laughs> this was a long time ago. What is that? And then she got, even, she got even madder at me for laughing at her. And her dad had no idea because he was going to see the accident. It Hi. was just between Hi, me I'm, and her. My name is Corey Kingston. I like to laugh at little girls and tease them and wear Birkenstocks. <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> I straight like purely like like a three-year-old or five-year-old little kid antagonized a three-year-old little girl and was like, and you can't go, but I get to see it, but you don't. And then I just drove in my car, dude. <laughs> oh, that's a solid this one time. That's been my that's I, dude. I need a I need a sound drop for this, dude. For real. That has been. Hold on, I got one. And uh that has been this one time with Cora Kingston. <laughs> oh gosh, I love this segment, dude. They're so random. That's a good one. <laughs> Just freaking antagonizing little girls, dude. That's like so little, funny. like little. Like I'm talking she, if she's four years old, like I would be like stretching it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Bad, Love it. Bad. Love it. All right, man. You got any gigs this week? Nothing. No. Chilling. Uh, not that I know of. I, I actually, I don't know. I have some like L, L, like the schmucky metals is starting up again. Like all their gigs are canceled, but there's still a couple that are like, I know I have like the 27th of this month might happen. And I might just cancel it anyway, so I might be out of town for my anniversary. 15 Woo! years, Phil. 15 what? years. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. I had a kid in our first year, we'd have a teenage kid right now. That's awesome. 15 yeah. years. Congratulations. 15 years, man. Doesn't seem like it, but... Um, so, yeah, anyways, I, I have to check that. I know October 4th, I have a for sure gig that's happening. Um, Schmucky Metals, so... Uh, man, special thanks to Jonathan Barber for coming on today. What a great interview, man. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be pre-ordering that thing for sure. I might do that today. Uh, thanks to all the people in the chat room watching us live, uh, ans asking questions, all that stuff. Uh, man, we really appreciate that. It's a really cool, it adds a new content for us or a new element to our show. So we really appreciate that doing a live thing. Uh, thank you, Funky Phil, yeah. producing the heck out of this show, man. I'm always working on that thing. Yeah, new drops. <laughs> Why does it sound like I'm singing and throwing up at the same time? Um, thank you so much to me for just yeah. Thanks. I mean, Corey. just really home run today. Just yeah, just home run. Well done, both of us, Phil. Well done. Just. The second to none. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, 
guys, if you can, please check out our uh, Patreon and our merch store. Um, you want the like dopest stuff out there, just go for it. And there's so much exclusive content. We're going to put some um, exclusive content up this week too. I might do an exclusive content with Pops um, this week uh, uh, episode with Pops. Damn. I'm coming to the coming to the Beat Locker. First time in months Dad has come. We're going to record some stuff for Shuffle and Bang. And, Dang. Um, so if you're on the Patreon, you'll get it, but you will not get it on regular I- iTunes or anything. Um, me and Phil are going to just go like freaking learn how to use Bandcamp now. Yeah. And um, if you guys want, come down to the beach and hang out. Say hello. Uh, beach Brigade today in Oceanside at the pier. Woo. Look for the Drum Brigade tent. Yes, sir. I want to go do that. Yeah, and we could set up two tents, dude. I'll buy and I'll literally buy another Easy Up if you want to do it, Phil. Maybe sometime I'll see if I can get all my students to go because I teach on Mondays. The only problem is though, um, I don't have enough DW kits. Mm. But we could. I, I mean, I will buy some if I could. If we can make some group class and I can, you know, recruit more drum students. So, yeah, we'll just have to think about that. Brainstorm. Let's brainstorm that, Phil. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 89. Yes, sir. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade Podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe. <laughs>